All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Sky U Pod. We got the full crew here today, and uh, the Gophers are coming off a big victory, 31-3 to over the Northwestern Wildcats. Um, defense holding Northwestern only three points, pretty good, kind of expected. Held them to only 72 yards rushing. Meanwhile, Gophers ran the ball for over 300 yards, including 178 and three touchdowns from Mo. No surprise there. Um, Ethan, a little bit in this game, I will admit that, but I thought he looked a lot better in the second half. Uh, defense was generating a pass rush, which was nice to see because Northwestern, they don't have the best offensive line, but they do have um, that tackle who's expected to go uh pretty decently high in the NFL draft. So they do have talent among that offensive line. So getting a nice pass rush to this game was good to see. Um, yeah, the game was really never in doubt. I mean, it just, Gophers just kind of slowly chipped away at them. Um, anything else you guys wanted to add about that? Not really. I mean, I think that they did everything that they needed to do. Um, I was happy with the score. Defense looked great. Mo was Mo. Ethan, he was all right. But, like, I mean... When you only throw it, what, 13 times? I mean, you're not really inspiring me that much. And it's not his fault. It's coaching and everything. And that kind of worries me for going into these next games because we have not picked up the passing game all year long. We said earlier that we need to see it now and get actual in-game reps for these two games because we need to be able to be more dynamic because we know that these two teams could easily shut down the run. But... um. Regardless, I was I was pleased with how the Gophers played. They did what they needed to do to beat Northwestern soundly, and we're moving on. If I were to play pushback on that a little bit, um, I would say that there, right, there's limited passing attempts, but we actually had guys open on the pass plays we did run. Ethan just unfortunately missed most of the uh, the throws that would have resulted in probably bigger plays for us this game. But again, we've seen him make throws too, so I think that's... Uh, no, it was more of a, a freshman game from him to me than, than anything. I'm not worried about his accuracy or development going forward. I think it was just kind of, I think PJ mentioned this, it's kind of like a rookie quarterback. They kind of are a little up and down their first few starts. And um, you know, he played most of Nebraska and everything, but that wasn't, you know, he didn't play the whole thing start to finish. So getting the starts a little different, um, but I expect him to bounce back and have a good game if yeah. he's called upon, but yeah. I don't think that he necessarily had a bad game. What I'm saying is I wish he threw it more than 13 times. Uh, I get that. And then Mo runs it, what, 36 times just himself? I mean, that's just not – to me, we can't – obviously, if it's working, if we're killing Iowa, Wisconsin by running, run the ball until the cows come home. But, you know, I'd like to see a little more dynamic sort of offense. I think like it was a good opportunity to give Mo a little bit of a break. Um, you know, maybe stop at like twenty twenty five carries, but I mean, he's just he's a machine, man. <laughs> he uh, he did his thing. Yeah, I think Ethan. I think yeah, PJ kind of talked about too, just getting in a rhythm and getting just in. He's gotta kind of have his own like routines. Like he kind of said, like sometimes he'd be in the huddle on the sideline and look around and be like, "Where's our quarterback?" Because he'd be throwing. And kind of just like those in-game things that he just doesn't really have. Like, he's never really experienced it. Like, okay, I have to warm up now, so I'm ready to get in at this time. And whatever the case may be, like, I'm glad those are the problems he's having and not like he doesn't get the plays type problems. But 
I don't know. I'd rather he have this kind of slow game against Northwestern than uh, the next week. Hopefully, assuming he's playing. I never really heard an update on Tanner. Said he was at practice on the, I forget, is it, no, today's Tuesday. So I think the press conference was yesterday, I believe, for PJ. Um, but anyway, he said that Tanner was at practice, but he said the medical staff had him. Which I assume they were just looking him over and he didn't do a whole lot. Um, although PJ has said before that, you know, Tanner's one of those players just being there so long and being the quarterback that probably doesn't need to do a full week of practice in order to play. I yeah. know, I know, I know he struggled just against Northwestern here, missed a couple throws. Really, it was only the two throws for me. I know he missed Michael Brown Stevens high, and then he kind of missed that post. I know PJ referenced both of those in the in the presser as well. I, I just think his upside is still there, especially for plays that need to be made against Iowa. Now, you can't miss guys high against Iowa, especially like the underneath stuff, like to Michael Brown Stevens, because that's going to get picked. That's just what Iowa does on bad throws like that over the middle. But, um... I don't know. And plus just him being able to run the ball, just adding another element of something that Iowa's defense is going to have to watch for, I think is going to be um, beneficial to have. But I I think if Tanner's ready to go after this pass game, I feel like, I know I said the, the other thing last podcast, but I'm back on the other. If, if PJ thinks Tanner's ready to go and Tanner's healthy, Tanner's going to start against Iowa. I'm back on your guys' yeah. side on that. Yeah. Here, uh, I want to get you in here, Sam, but I got to say, um, I do think that, eight, yeah, he missed a couple of throws, but I, I was pleased with what I saw. You know, it's his second start. Yeah, second start. Um, I have no complaints, honestly. And I think that, like you said, Kurt, his upside, like he's so athletic, he'll, he'll get the job done. And the only way to, to improve is to keep playing. I think that, I know this is kind of off tangent, but I really do think we have to consider in the NFL what happened earlier this year to Tua. I bring that up because he was concussed, as we know, and he got in the game, he, he played again too early, and then he got another concussion, and then there's all that uproar from everybody, blah, blah, blah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a consider of coaches, you know, if coaches consider that instance where even though Tanner might be healthy, I mean, it's his second concussion, right? Um, if you get him in there too early, he suffers another one. The mom might come for PJ being like, hey, how are you going to let this guy, especially if it's like a brutal knockout? Like, obviously, that was kind of just crazy what happened with Tua, but I think that we have to honestly look at that, and I feel like coaches look at that and say, well, we know what people are looking for and watching like in this violent game. Is it worth putting it out the starter sure. because of that? Uh, I, 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 I think that it's an honest consideration, and I hey, hope that I, is considered. <laughs> I agree. I, there's an extra pressure now because of the two a thing, I agree, that of just making sure everyone's clear on the – Head injuries. Sam, anything you wanted to add of of this past game in general? Yeah, it's said a lot of it. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm with wanted Tanner for this game just because I trust him. Hopefully, not to make as much mistakes as. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Ethan. Uh, You're trying to think of our quarterback or the younger Ethan. One. I blank Ethan yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, I want Tanner back purely because I think it's going to come down to turnovers. Um, and not saying like he did anything wrong with the Northwestern, but I just feel like that's a very big game to be in. Um, 
other than that, I don't know. Gophers just won. We seem to just win when and beat like the absolute hell out of like teams that we should be winning against. And then now I'm worried because this game, because I don't know if we should win this one. And we're favored. <laughs> I know we're favored. Sam, can, can I just ask you what you see in Tanner that is making him your starter over eighth? And like, so you're telling me if you're the head coach of the Golden Gophers, you're starting Tanner. <laughs> And not Ethan. I think it's the safer. I don't know. I think that's a fair argument to make but, as far as the turnover thing. Not that Ethan's have a ton of turnovers, but as far as making safer throws, I think it's a fair it's a fair uh, opinion to have. Just given how bad Iowa's offense has been, you don't want to help them out at all because that defense is that, it's literally what, one of the best in the past two decades. That's yeah. fair. No, the only one better in yards per play is the it's either the 2011 or 2013. I can't remember which one. Alabama team that won the Natty. So I, know, yeah. I, I wouldn't be saying that if their defense wasn't that good, and I believe that was the only way they were going to beat us. Like I, I just believe they'll chunk. Like it, it will be like they'll just be in good field position, and their offense is just they they have to score. It's that it's right yeah. there. Like so that's why I'm worried about. I just want consistent, safe play, but also like. Change it up. Don't just go. If you go one dimensional against them, like we aren't going to win or move the ball. But yeah, and I, everything you're saying, I agree with, but that's exactly it. The one dimensional thing. Like we're going to just run and run, 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 run the ball. So, like, why not get the guy whose athletic upside is maybe he does take a riskier throw, but can make a better play than Tanner? Maybe he can get, use his legs to get a first down, something like Tanner can't do. Maybe you have to risk it in this rivalry game that we haven't won since 2014. Maybe you have to do stuff like that. I don't know. Do you really think the coaches are going to unleash him? No, I don't. I don't. See, that, I that's, don't that's my that. thing. I think coaches are more are going to be more dynamic with their play calling of Tanner's in there versus Ethan. I think that Kurt said it best. PJ plays to not lose. He doesn't play to win. That's true. And I think and I think that when you play Tanner. He's a quarterback that will play to not lose. Well, I think Ethan, if he wants to be the starting quarterback, he's going to play to win, you know? And I think that that sparks something in your team. We see it. I know I'm, I, I am, I'm not lying. Like, yes, the turnover factor is a big deal, especially against Iowa. And, yes, I'm a little biased because of – we've all, been talking about it all year, how we want to see a quarterback change. So, yes, like, it's, it's a clouded judgment, but that's it's a consideration. It's asking way too much from a guy who's only been in, what will this be, his third game? I think that's asking way too much of him. I, I yeah. to Basically, you want him to be making the plays. Like It's got to be coaching and then defense, our defense, be, beating the hell out of theirs. Like, it, and then not turning over the ball. I, I think that's yeah. what it'll come down to. I, I don't want to ask. I, I, All right. All right. We'll get in. Yeah. We'll get into the actual <laughs> Iowa game here in two seconds. Um, really quick on the Northwestern game. Uh, you're both making good points. I see both arguments. I think I fall. I want Ethan to start. I agree that um, I think the ball security is going to be the bigger thing rather than, I guess, taking shots this game. And you're still going to have to take shots, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to say before we moved on from Northwestern is the O-line, I think, for since the winning streak has come back, right? Three, two straight? Three straight? Three straight now. Um, the O-line, I think, has gotten better each time. It looks good. Uh, it looks really good, actually, this game. I think they had the 
have the second highest overall team offensive line grade, I think, of an, in all of college football this past weekend, according to PFF. Um, you know, opponent definitely plays into that, but still took care of business like they should. And um, uh, Josh Joyner continues to be uh, this team's best pass rusher on the defensive side of the ball. So both of those trending in the right direction for this next game this coming Saturday. Minnesota takes on Iowa, playing for the pig guys, Floyd of Rosedale, 3 o'clock kickoff on Fox. So it's going to be a big-time game, big-time atmosphere. Um, not that we needed the, the primetime slot to begin with to want this one bad, but it just adds extra fuel to it. Uh, Iowa coming off a, you know, when I watched back this game, at least like the 20-minute version of it, um, they beat up Wisconsin 24-10. I don't know if I was more impressed or less impressed by the victory. It's been the same Iowa team all year. They threw for 94 yards, ran for 52 yards, and you no, know, that that was uh, all they needed because their defense gave them the ball. Uh, well, defense and special teams gave them the ball, I believe, at the 8 and the 15 and also added a pick 6. Um, so punt return and a punt block added to those other great field positions. It was just a very Iowa-style game. Um, they got the job done. Uh, I guess let's start. Nobody's talking about this matchup as much. I feel like everyone is talking about Ibrahim, Gophers O-line versus Iowa's defense, which I get because Iowa's defense, like we mentioned, is absolutely phenomenal right now, giving up, I think it's at 88 yards a game rushing currently, um, and they are number five, five or six in scoring defense right now in the total country, and that's after playing Ohio State and Michigan this year, so it's not like they've lucked out on their draw of Big Ten teams. Um Anyway, let's start on Iowa's offense. Maybe the part where Minnesota has the biggest edge of the game is our defense versus their offense. Guys, just talk. What are your general thoughts about our defense going up against their offense? The biggest weapon is obviously not the quarterback. Um, I think the one thing that stands out from their offense that really kind of worries me is just their tight end play, especially Sam Laporta. Uh, he's their top receiver. He's a guy that feels like he's been around forever. Um, and we saw against Penn State, we kind of got exposed against the tight end pass game that if we can clean that up, our linebackers have to play a little bit better kind of in that zone coverage uh, to make sure he doesn't get those easy, you know, five, 10 yard receptions. But other than that, I know we've preached like pass rush all year, but this is the one game where it feels like if we can just be solid in coverage and stop the run, I mean, just let Petrus make a mistake, I guess. But the other the other big thing too, I was kind of I said earlier I did a little bit of a deep dive into some stats on Iowa's scoring, and I was really curious about how they do based on their starting field position because I know Iowa's like they need their special teams and their kind of small ball I guess or like field position game to be on to win. Um, in possessions that start in negative territory, so on the other side of the fifty. Uh, there was a hundred possessions that I was had, and I didn't count like end of the first half or end of the game where they're just running out the clock or you know whatever the case may be. But in those hundred possessions, they only got points eighteen times, so eleven field goals and seven touchdowns. That's eighty-two times they came away with either a turnover, turnover on downs, or had to punt. Um, and then you flip it over when they start on the other side of the fifty, they only scored ten times. So I think it was fifty-three percent of their possessions in plus territory resulted in points and i was like looking at it like that's that doesn't seem good like i know over half is 
better than nothing. But the Gophers are scoring at a 75% clip when we get the ball on that side of the field. So special teams is going to be huge for just the field position game, kind of like a dump and chase in hockey. If I were to play devil's advocate to that, I would say last game looks like a positive direction for Iowa, just being able to punch those two in the end zone that they did get so close uh, right. to the end zone. But yeah, I completely agree. Field position, it's going to be going to be huge this game. Um, one thing I would want to point out too, Iowa has fun. I know last game it didn't work for them, but that Caleb Johnson they have at running back, I think he's a legit player. Um, he did break off a was that gavin williams now i'm questioning it because it says gavin williams had the wrong maybe that was gavin williams but anyway i do like this caleb johnson he's the one that had uh, the 200 yard game a few games ago against was that purdue i believe and so that's just somebody that you gotta watch out for um but the offensive line did get beat up i mean they gave up six sacks to wisconsin three of them to one player uh granted wisconsin does have probably overall a better defensive line than the gophers do but this is not your typical you know three future pros on the iowa offensive line the run game has steadily gotten you know small steps forward in the run game but it's not great i mean they only like i said they only ran it for 52 yards against wisconsin on 45 attempts so less than less than two yards of carry so um I don't know. And our run defense has been, when we're in our gaps, that sounds obvious, but when we're all in our gaps, this run defense has been pretty good for the Gophers. We haven't gotten pushed around. So it's going to be on Trill Carter, you know, uh, Gage Keys, whoever else they're mixing in there up up the middle. And then obviously, sorry, Marin and Cody Lindenberg did come up and make those plays on the running back. Um, your point, Max, about the tight ends being involved, like with Laporta, they do split them out wide a lot, too. I would wondering if one of Rossi's first moves he's going to try is kind of just have Dixon, who's playing like that, outside backer slash slot guy, just kind of, we it's looking like a pass situation, maybe just have him not necessarily man up, but at least line up across from him and take him away at the start. I wonder if that's their go-to plan, but probably be a little bit of everything against him. Yeah, you went exactly kind of where I was saying, where I was going, Kurt. Um, this offensive line is not what it is used to being um, in Iowa. And I think after last game, though, it was against the Northwestern team, I was most impressed with our defensive line. Like you said, Kurt, Ja Joyner is obviously a, the best guy. He's getting to the quarterback. And I think, you know, Petrus has been sacked 30, time, 30 times this year. I think really to disrupt their offense even more um, would just be to bring pressure, you know, stop the run first and bring sp- uh, pressure on Petrus. Um, they have been doing kind of more quick throws just to get the ball out because of that. Um, kind of, and I kind of look back at that Illinois game when we played Illinois, they really didn't have many deep down the field balls. They just kind of had like five yard outs and they were just, you know, picking us apart with those just kind of curl routes, whatever. So I'd like for us to stop those when they do you know, do those on offense. But I do think that, like I said, our defense will be able to to get to Petrus because I've seen improvement, you know, from them and I've seen more pressure being brought. Um, so I think that's really the key. Um, I do think we'll be able to stop their run. Like you said, Johnson's definitely their best back. I mean, he's a true freshman, so we'll probably be seeing him for a while. But Otherwise, I think that our defense matches up really well against this Iowa offense. I'd say the same thing. I uh, yeah, I, 
think it really just comes down to I, I just want to see turnovers. That's really what I want. I want us to get get them to throw the ball and then make mistakes. If we can pull off a few turnovers, I think that sets up our offense to be able to handle their defense a lot better. Yeah, I think too that the turnovers taking them away from Iowa is more important this game than ever. Just because I think you we do not match up well with them. You know, our offense versus their defense doesn't look like a great matchup. Their special teams versus our special teams, I don't think, looks like a great matchup for us. So for the uh, for our defense to take the ball away and just give us prime field position to put up points against them, or at least just make it so if they stop us for a three and out, we're not punting and just backing ourselves up down the field, that's going to be super big. So I, I think the Gophers need to probably get at least two turnovers to win this football game. Great uh, that on that from their defense but um the other thing i just want to bring up now i don't remember the last time iowa has had like great offense even like like the last i think three years have been pretty down i think most of their fans would say for whatever reason that just does not seem to matter in this football game has at least recently last four games last four years against iowa their offense or their team at least, is averaging over 33 points a game against us. Last four meetings. I, I, I don't know what it is. Wow. It's the same offense every year. It's always trending down. We're ready for it. And it just, whatever reason, it when we get hit the field, hit big plays against us, somebody just doesn't wrap up a tackle. Like last year, we just let them go. Keegan Johnson took off. I believe it was Keegan Johnson. But I don't know what it is. It makes me think that there's a maturity issue not necessarily with the players i think we just get out coached and the coaches i know they put a lot of importance on this game and it should they've beaten you seven times in a row pj's oh and six against this team we were three and three in the previous six before he got here so it's not like iowa was just blowing our doors off when he walked in the door it's kind of just a trend that he kind of i don't know continued or to the next level in the bat wrong way for us but it just I don't know what it is, but Iowa's offense just hits big plays against us, and it's just because it's like they know what we're looking to jump up for, and we get so antsy. It's like we just give up a big play. So as obvious as it sounds, how low scoring I think this game's going to be, you can't give up those big plays, definitely not more than two, and you got to create more than two turnovers. That would be my key for the defense. They they gotta they gotta make Iowa's offense be as as abysmal as they are because they are bad. Um, pretty much every statistic. So, Max, did you have anything else or? Hit it on the head. It's just yeah. both sides of the ball. It's got to be mistake free. So yeah, you look at how bad Iowa's offense has been. Their defense is just that good that <laughs> they have the record that they do. Uh, let's slide over to that defense. Um, honestly, it's filled with studs. Uh, we mentioned how it's like statistically yards per play, one of the best defense of the past decade or so. Uh, first and foremost, you have Jack Campbell at linebacker, who seems like he's been there forever. Stark. I think he's, it's finally like his last year of eligibility, right? I think it is. Um, hopefully, anyway, he's second in the Big Ten in tackles, I believe. Uh, middle linebacker, tackles everything. He's all over the field. Deontay Craig, he's a younger guy for them up front that's kind of emerging, looking like he could be a star for them uh, very shortly. And then I was listening to some fan podcast for the, or, you know, like the Lockdown podcast for Iowa and another fan podcast. And uh, according to them, like, they're hearing from scouts that the Lucas Van Ness guy up front as well is supposed to be a top 50 NFL draft pick. So 
So that's just the front seven. Talent all over. Front seven is probably the best in the Big Ten. And I'm not I'm not just saying like for the West. I think they probably are top to bottom the best seven in the Big Ten. And the secondary is no slouch either. They have Cooper DeGene, which I feel like you can't talk to Iowa fans without hearing about him. He's a true sophomore true sophomore corner who's just a really good all-around athlete. Uh, has two pick sixes on the year and um, four interceptions total. Just seems to make big plays everywhere. Also returns punts for them. So, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it's another typical... Iowa defense that is just absolutely rolling again, and they don't really have a weakness. They don't panic. They get to the quarterback. They stuff the run. What do you guys want to do against them? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I love know. Mo. Running him 30 times this game, if you were to just run Mo every play this game, congrats. You probably got like 55 yards total and lost 21 nothing just by yeah. it. You can't, it's not yeah. going to work. The streak ends to this game. I hate to say it, but you're playing a team that's only given up, how many did I read? 88.6 rushing yards per game. I just don't know. I don't know if Mo will be able to do it against this defense. And I think it's simply because we don't have that veteran line presence. I mean, yeah, we have Schmitz. He's great. But this defense, like you said, Kurt, they might be the best in the Big Ten. We certainly cannot throw the ball. And if we do, they have athletes that will be able to just lock it down. Um, if there's anybody that knows this Minnesota team, it is the Iowa coaching staff. Phil Parker is their D coordinator. Been there for 10 years. He knows what we're going to do. He knows how to defend it. He's great. Ferens, yeah. we, we know he just knows how to beat us. Um, I think it just starts – like you all said, being disciplined and being physical, just pounding them into the ground, just being more physical. That's how you beat Iowa. Um, I think our, our D, like you brought it up, Kurt, I guess we've been giving up 30 plus points against them. Our defense just has to be disciplined, again, physical. And then our offense just can't make mistakes, can't turn the ball over. Special teams. This has got to be our punter. I'm forgetting his name. Um, Crawford. Crawford. Mark Crawford. He needs to have a game. He does because he needs he needs to pin them deep because that's what's going to happen. I was going to be able to kid us pin us deep, you know, on a three and out or something, and we'll punt it to the fifty, and then they'll just be able to get a few yards and a field goal, and then it'll just kind of be like that. Their punter has been pinning deep all year. I mean, you said it, Kurt. They're phenomenal on special teams. Um, there cannot be one mistake this game. And I think it starts with coaching. You know, PJ says the ball is the program. And if there's any game that you need to have that down to a T, it's this one. Because it's the only way I think we'll be able to have a chance at winning this ball game. It's the same as a defense. It's got to be mistake-free. It's got to be, I mean, it. It sounds lame, and it sounds like, you know, we we say all the time, like, play to win, not to not lose, but you got to win the field position battle. We we can't afford to be backed up. We, we've got to be outside our own 40-yard line if we're going to punt. I mean, if we can keep them behind their own 40, even 35, I, good luck to them because they just physically can't move the ball. 
So hopefully it's just a matter of time if we could break off a big run or I don't know. I, what I hope we don't try to do, you know, I kind of was thinking, like, would it make more sense if we came out, try to take a deep shot early? It's a little bit of a high risk, high reward, because obviously you get up early in Iowa, it's going to be, you know, they're not built to just come back and score points. But if we come out early and turn the ball over, especially if Ethan's playing, you know, what does that do for his confidence? Now they've got all the mojo. It it just doesn't feel right. So honestly, it feels like we just got to let Mo do his thing. The offensive line's got to play the best game of their season. And I mean, you're not going to trick them. You're not going to fool them. They're disciplined. I mean, we said it all. Like they're one of the best defenses in the country in the last even couple of years too. So it's just going to be execution. It's going to be smart coaching decisions. If it's going forward on a fourth down, it, you know you got to have the right play. We talked about it last time too. Let's not have the Don't do it on your own twenty-eight the, or that. Yeah, like it's just got to be sound football. There's really no, there's really no crazy secret. Um, if it was me, yeah. I put myself in the offensive coordinator slash, I guess, a little bit head coaching spot here. I I'm with Spencer. You got to come out and keep testing the run. Obviously, one, it's because what you do, and you can't just completely change who you are just to beat one team. I love having a set. Like a set of design plays like, hey, when we need this, this is what we do. Or here are our shots on the field play based on what they run. Like, we've had these drawn up for this long. We've seen these plays work against them for other teams. This is what we got in the bag. Like, the new things you implement, you know, which I'm sure they do. I'm not saying, oh, coordinators and the gopher staff doesn't know how to do that. I'm just saying that's what I would do. Have your shots, but you got to know when to take them. The biggest thing, though, against Iowa is you have to take what they give you because they usually sit back in that two safety high look. So there's not a lot that usually gets behind them. So whoever's quarterback, you can't panic when nobody's open. Sometimes you're going to have to take the sack, just tuck it and run, throw the ball away, punt the ball away. Like that's what you got to do against them because too many times you saw it with Graham Mertz, no one's open. They're not quite on you yet, but you've holding the ball long enough. And then you just panic and fire it right to their freaking corner for a walk-in pick six, which is exactly what happened, exactly how Iowa draws it up. And, you know, it seems like a freebie to Iowa, but it happens so much for them. They're obviously good at this. They all know exactly where they're supposed to be out there. But you got to come out running. Stretch them side to side, though, too. I'm not just saying it because it's the last time we beat them. We kept running jet sweep with KJ May. But getting them moving side to side as well than having Mo come straight at them and cutting and making them work, you can set a tone against a physical defense and wear them down as the game goes on, especially with the offense like Iowa's that might be punting to you the whole time. You can physically wear them down with how big your offensive line is. Even if they are the superior team overall, you can still wear them down. That's what I would be saying to the offense. Again, I, yeah, that's I'd agree with all of that. I think a lot of it comes down to coaching, though, just what they do. And then <laughs> I, I want to, I kind of want to see trick plays done. Like, I don't that, mind that, a few. I, what? I don't mind seeing a few. It's your rival. It's it's your second biggest rival. And fake punt, but yeah. That, like a reverse or do I don't know a halfback pass something I, I'd like to see some weirdo stuff. Oh, Just, throwing the ball. Yeah. Well, I don't know how that would look. Yeah. They know better than I do, but you know, I, I just want to see something where you can kind of you might be able to catch them. That it's it'll just bit, open things. It's a I, risk. But yeah. yeah, I'm not saying you got to stick to your up. I just mean don't abandon it. Come out five wide, chucking it down the bit, which I know oh, PJ no. won't. But at the same time. That. 
But yeah, at the same time, you got to be more flexible than lining Mo up and running him forty times. Don't get me wrong; yeah. he's going to touch the ball thirty times this game. That's just how it's going to go. But yeah, I would love to see it's 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 the game you need to win the most right now as a program is against Iowa. You've lost to them seven straight. You have not beat them yet as a head coach. They're them and Illinois. I would say are like the trending up teams right now as far as teams in the West. Um, so you're recruiting against them constantly. You have to get one of these games soon. We've been saying it for three years now. It's just it's gone on too long. It's EJ wins this game. I will gain a massive amount of respect for him. We are favored by three. Um, I don't know if I mentioned that. The over under is thirty two and a half, which I which is what I heard is the second lowest opening total since like nineteen ninety five. I think the record was twenty nine. But uh, yeah, we're the over-under is 32.5 for this one, so they're not expecting a lot of points. Um, yeah, I, I just would hope they would have something to show Io, because you've been bland all year. Like, there should be something that you can just be like, oh, crap, we've never seen this before. Like, we talk about, you know, how many times have Rossi and, and PJ came over and like, oh, yeah, they said, did this. We've never seen that before, so we had to quickly make adjustments. It's like, you did, but and it, they were gaining success on that because you hadn't seen that. Like, I just hope we come out and have something to be at least like that to present to Iowa because I don't know. I haven't really seen a ton of new stuff out of this gopher offense so far. Um, if I were to give us credit, I'd be, I, I know against Rutgers, we ran one jet sweep, I believe. And we ran a couple drag routes. So nothing that crazy, but I mean, just mix it up a little bit other than just mow up the gut 35 times a game, which by the way, he's banged up. Like he's got a noticeable limp when he's, no, not trying to run the football right now, but um, he's gonna go. He's, you know, he's definitely gonna play and everything. It's just, I don't know. I don't know if seventy-five percent mo is enough to put the whole team on the whole offense on his back and win you this football game. I just don't think it's enough. Agreed. And yeah, to some of the wrinkles too. Like, I feel like our our offense is based off a lot of the same looks that it it almost doesn't even need to necessarily be like a, a brand new formation or like a brand new play designs it could just be wrinkles post snap like how many times have we seen the brevin span forward motions in he's the split zone block on the end you know lineman we i think we ran it a couple times where we play action off it and he's free in the flat which in college football feels like one of the toughest plays to stop because like everyone's just crashing in on the on the inside zone and you have a tight end free especially with a guy of his like physical abilities but i don't know so things like that where we can just kind of like show what we've been showing but then post snap, it's oh crap! Like this yeah. is not what we expected because <laughs> because I was smart. Like they're gonna like they've seen this offense. Like they know what they're in for. So if we can show some show them some things that you know maybe dangle the carrot a little bit pre snap, make it look like Mo was coming at him again. But I don't know. Maybe some Mo Wildcat. It'd be I wouldn't hate that, but you have to have a speed threat back there with them to for where to go right. Like it just Mo running yeah. at you. That's not maybe like a goal line. Yeah, okay. That's fine. And then um, Mo pop pass. Well, the problem is he's about five eight, so well, he's really gotta <laughs> jump to the He'll get that hoisted in there. The <laughs> oh man. Um I do like that you brought up the tight ends because I think that is something that obviously has been heavily involved all year and will be heavily involved this game. Um both Callerup and Spanford have been phenomenal in the run game. Maybe, besides John Michael Schmitz, 
uh, the most consistent run blockers on the team are our tight end. So I expect to see both of them out there at the same time a lot. Um, I yeah, I mean, don't shy away from the physicality. And let's, here's the thing: can we can we've mentioned the special teams? Uh, what's the punch? Tory Taylor is that what his name is for Iowa? He's phenomenal. He's been there forever. I think it's finally his last year again. They return punts. We don't punts. We don't. That's just how it goes. Um, special teams for the Gophers better be ready. Like you see that they block punts all year, and I really don't get how you're not ready for that against Iowa because they've shown enough over the last few years that they're good at it. It it's just it's not that hard of a thing to block for a punt. I'm if scared. I'm being honest. I won't be but honest. Just, that, that's one of the things that does worry me as special teams. I could see that being like yeah, literally the side character. No, it's a fair concern to have because we haven't been good at it, and Iowa is really good at it. I just mean like you know how I know it's not hard to block for a punt because tally up all the punts that happen on any given college Saturday, and then go to the percent of how many of them were blocked. It's not that hard. It's really not to block successfully for a punt. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. I'm not saying they never happen. You get Lex Gale, someone gets beat bad, it just happens. But it can't happen if you're going to win this game. you got to be dialed in in all three phases. Let's work our way into the mentality here and just the thoughts going into the game, at least from the coaching staff perspective. Oh, Iowa, absolutely. They always hated us. We hate them. We hate Iowa. That's all given. They despise pj fleck both the coaches and the fans and that works both ways some fire it up also when you win or have success it gets under their skin and irritates them that much more i was listening to one of the the fan podcasts and they sent one of their wanted to prove this was literally like the the five minute conversation they wanted to prove how much pj their words not mine of how much of a douche he was (laughs) and so they went back digging like looking for old quotes that he had said went all the way back to his high school senior days after he won the state title because you know pj was a good athlete went to northern illinois and eventually made it to the nfl for at least a year and they he got asked what his like uh workout routine was or whatever or something like that when he was like still in high school and basically they were giving him a bunch of crap because he said that he'll wake up early like two days after the state championship he woke up early at 6 30 in the morning does that a few days a week to like work out and get ready and they were giving him crap like oh it's so hard to get ready a few days a week at 6 30 in the morning it's like that's what look at what they did though like they went back to when he was a high school senior they put in the time to go up and dig up quotes like I'm just saying, if you can win this game, it don't let them fool you. They're like, eh, we won the last. No, it drives them freaking nuts, and it's gonna be beautiful to watch. And I just hope that we can see that because, ah, oh, they hate them, and I guess I get it. But like, I just want to see us get the win one time, please. Went a little bit off track there, but anyway, DJ wants this one more than ever this year too. Um, Ertz has rubbed PJ's face in losses in the past. Has not beat them yet. Is there a worry from you guys that he goes overboard or puts almost too much onto the game and creates like a tightness in the team? Like, does PJ make the team feel tense? Does he hype it up so much where you're tense? You know, like the big game and you're kind of tense before. I because that's what to me it looks like with this team the last few years. They seem so. It seems like it. Yeah, because. 
Um, I'll look back. I know we're going back in the past, you know, back in time a little bit here, but I, I look specifically at that game in 2019 when we played Iowa. We did not look like the team that was on fire once we before we hit that game. Um, and that's the game I think when PJ ran on the field, got emotional. Like he can't. PJ cares about this. He understands the nature of this rivalry, and that's great. But you have to have this under control. Like, I like that there's emotion in it, but there, you don't see Farron's, like, running on the – like, you see him, you know, maybe yeah. working the refs and stuff. But, like, sometimes you have to have a stoic attitude and be, a, like, a, a hard football coach, you know, yeah. to get the job done. And I think there's a fine line in getting your team motivated and then getting your team tense, like you said. And I think I think that's a good point, Kurt. I feel like maybe he does because how are we letting Iowa's offense go on fire? The, like I didn't know that statistic you brought up. Um, like our defense should be able to lock that up, at least not give up thirty plus points. You know. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think that he does, but maybe over time, maybe he's learned himself like, well, here's how we should prepare, and maybe he'll get these guys ready to play. I mean, I know this game means a lot to, like, Mo, John Michael Schmitz, um, Tanner Morgan. They've never beat Iowa. I want that for them, uh, and obviously, I'm sure they want it so bad, but they have to play their game, you know? They don't have to be something that they're not. They just have to play their game that they've always done, and I think that'll be enough to hopefully get over the hump. Just an emotional maturity issue that I don't always know if PJ has yet, and I know that's weird to say about your head coach, but like I don't know. I mean, he is a young coach. He's a young kind of new style coach. You know, you know that's yeah. kind of the trend. Get these new head coaches that can motivate both these guys and whatever. And I think you're exactly right. I think that. He has to mature into that. And maybe after losing big games to your rivals and learning your mistakes, maybe you grow into something that is out of that. I don't know. And the, the biggest example is the 2019 running onto the field and getting the 15-yard penalty. Like I, Ridiculous. I know that was on the road, so we're at home now. I just got to be aggressive <laughs> in the right moments, but you just you got to keep your composure because the players look at you on the sideline. They do. No matter what you're doing, they kind of feed feed off that, especially still at the yeah. college level. So, composure is going to be big for PJ. What wasn't it last year too that there was this big fourth down where it's like, all right, it's our rivals. We have to. I forget the situation. Like we should have went for it on fourth down. Like we were deep in their territory and we settled for three or something. And I can't remember, I, but like. I block out so many of these losses. They just kind of all blend like together that. now. Man, but I yeah, remember, there's a lot of. But... Last year we held the ball for 40 minutes and outgained them. I, I don't know, but we ran bad. the ball on them. We held the ball for 40 minutes, just gave up big plays, and uh, didn't score touchdowns in the red zone. And that's big. Scoring touchdowns is big. I think the first team that gets 10 points wins this football game. I'm not lying. I think the first one that gets a touchdown and then something else to go with that the football game if it's back to back i can see that but if it's i don't know if they, if they uh are able to rebuttal right right after one of those scores i think i don't think that's sticking, sticking with it first one to 10 wins okay either team might get to 10 that's first one to, like winning by 10 or to get to <laughs> Dude, 
two or more will probably. win the game. <laughs> yeah. I can't argue with that. I mean, because that'll pretty much tell the story, I think, for the other team on, on offense. I, you know, I, I think, I think that's fair. To to the point you're talking about, Kurt, with PJ and like if he's hyping it up too much, I I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. Like I don't. I maybe he's. We've seen it before where we just don't look the same against certain opponents. Yeah. But that's where it does feel like. And this is this is a very obvious. Like every game you want to get up early on, just because it's your your odds of winning just increase. Like doesn't take a genius to to know that or point that out, but. For us, it's almost specifically like we have to get up early so that our coach doesn't like try to do something. Yeah, weird. yeah, that, <laughs> like, that's... like don't you know? Sometimes you say like don't put your quarterback in a spot to make a mistake. Like we kind of have to put PJ in a spot to not yeah. have to like make a decision. Yeah, like people which are is see bad. A lot of PJ slander. <laughs> He's getting better at it. I just it's just Iowa and the rivals, so there's gonna be emotion out there. That's all. I'm just hoping it's contained. I. Maybe point you guys towards a point of optimism, though, here, because this is a thought that's kind of been coming to me the last few days. I'm sure by the time the game gets here, it'll be faded, and I won't have much hope just with the history of this series so far under PJ. But does it feel at all to you guys a little bit? I've seen some fans, like, circulate, you know, what it takes for the Gophers to get to the Big Ten West at this point. But I still don't feel like that hope is back or anything from that point. So from that standpoint, the season's slightly is disappointed right now does this game at all feel like the lead up to the wisconsin game last year to you you just lost to iowa you pretty much you did have zero chance of going to the big 10 west game at that point because iowa had won um day before against nebraska limiting your chance to go expecting a much like wisconsin was like yeah they're not great this year but it's wisconsin they just typically own us and the first half was going that way but then we just came out with some handsome stuff that we not like game change, but just stuff we hadn't quite seen before, and just a few little wrinkles here and there, and we came out, we beat them, and just played in our normal style of football. I just have that feeling right now, and it's probably just too much optimism, but I just feel like, you know, there's some some of PJ's games that he does the best in are where you give him no chance. Now, Penn State this year is not a great example. Like I'll give you that, but, you know, the Auburn game, game 2019 the penn state game 2019 and i go back to the wisconsin game last year because i'm not saying nobody thought we had a chance it just i don't think anyone had much hope because it looked like we had reverted back to the same old minnesota teams of recent years so i don't know am i going crazy with that but i just i just feel like we might be due to just come out and look like a fighting football team with some heart i can see it i hope so i i hope so but I about that it's the same story in a different in a different year, I think. Like, but I feel like the spirit's always like it's your rival. These, this is Iowa. Like, you got to go into that game fighting Wisconsin, even though it's like an exhibition game. When the Big Ten West hopes are shot, it's your rivals. You, you're actually it's, it's a mini bowl game in itself. These rivalry games are like mini bowl games. They're like championship level games because they mean so much. Um, so yeah, I mean, regardless, you got to be fired up for them. If you're, if you're, if you have no wins on the season, you know, if if we had zero wins and we won against just to go two and ten, like it, you'd be disappointed but pleased. You would be 
You'd be happy. I'd be happy. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I would be. I'd be. I'd be ecstatic, honestly. Not but, at this point, but you'd be like, "All right, I'll give this season yeah, like one." Pass yeah, right, right. Yeah. But like, I'm gonna be on. I know this is kind of going off tangent here, but like last year, you know, we beat Wisconsin. We're like, I'm happy with how this season gone, how it went. You know, when you beat your rivals, it does really put sugar on top of things and, and help. But I'm starting to really fade off of i'm i'm breaking away from that because we Good. need to elevate We're growing as gopher we fans cannot, we cannot be happy with all right we beat iowa or we beat iowa this year but we didn't go to the big big 10 championship oh we we beat he says that that's wisconsin. a program going in the right direction yeah we beat wisconsin this year but not iowa not big 10 championship like the big 10 championships out of reach I'm I'm get okay. Like there's a shot, but let's just assume that it's going to be hard to get there. But let's get to the next step and beat both of our perennial rivals. Let's just do that, and then next year let's win the Big Ten championship. We can't be as satisfied with eight and four seasons year after year. Hey, after I year. agree. I agree, and i I don't think I don't think I. So I gave last year a pass. I think we were fair in our criticism last year though like that was your best shot as far as the gophers go to win the big 10 west last year you had the best o-line d-line combo out of anybody in the whole west and it really wasn't even close um and you still can find a way to quite get the job done so i think i think at least on this podcast and the 50 people that listen to it i think we acknowledge we've been fair in in that stance um but i think uh Call it loser mentality. I don't care. But at this point, I just want to beat Iowa and Wisconsin. Both of them. Like you said, um, then you finish, what, 8-4? and four? It, It's a constellation prize, but it's a pretty good one, and you don't got to take crap from them for anything. So, um, And, I mean, look at it this way, at least. If you beat Iowa, they're, they're, their hopes are dead for the Big Ten West. They are the front runner right now. They have the best odds to go because they got to beat us and Nebraska. And because they have the tiebreaker with Purdue, because they beat them head to head, so and everyone's just assuming Illinois loses to Michigan this week. Probably, I don't know. It's an L. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on. Well, I thought we would beat them finally, but that didn't happen. Not that we're Michigan. I'm not not making that comparison. All right, guys. <laughs> we hurt. <laughs> Let's get into it here. Score prediction time, fellas. Sam, we'll start with you. You spend money on the goal for games. What do you got for us? I'm going to pick with my heart because if, if I was gambling on this game, I'm going against the Gophers um, 110%. But I'm going to pick with my heart. I'm going to say 17, 14, or 13, 17, 13. Gophers. First. Yeah. Let's go. Wow. Suck it, parents. Wow. Picking with you. my heart. Father like son. You guys suck. All right. Uh, Shuddy, who you got? Just going in order on you guys, like on a weird L on my screen. Go ahead. Uh. This is the game that I've been waiting for a whole year. This game, man, it's it means a lot as a game. This game to get that Floyd of Rosedale back. Coming into this, I had my score prediction made up, but you know what? I'm going with my heart too. I got the Gophers winning twenty-four to ten. Let's go, go! Let's go! You know what? I'll save it for my prediction. Max, go ahead. Like the optimism. Um, forty-eight to thirty. No, it'll be ugly. I don't. I haven't seen what the weather's gonna be. If it's gonna be snowing, but I assume it's gonna be pretty cold. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Not too like. There really shouldn't be any surprises. 
but do feel like it's a go for W. I've got 20 to 15, just a hideous score. I don't know if that's ever happened before, but we're getting that pig. That's me clapping, by the way, for you listening to this. Saturday is supposed to be cold and cloudy, a high of 17 degrees. Um, just, uh, so these potent offense might not be up to par with what you're used to. Okay, I was totally, tell we all talked here, I was totally going to pick Iowa 27 to 13. But I didn't take this into account. Spencer, correct me if I'm wrong. But, well, we will be together. All of us will be together this 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 weekend down in New Orleans celebrating Shuddy's bachelor party and soon marriage. Sir, the last time we watched Gophers versus Iowa together, I think is the last time we won. We were there in the bank in that ass. We have answers. What was it? Fifty-two to seven. It was it was awful. We just Matt, dominated. Max Williams went crazy on them. Cobb had a solid game. We ran jet sweep with KJ May. Guess what? We're back together. We have an athletic tight end in Max Williams. We have a great running back in Mo. We can run jet sweeps to Lamecki Brockington. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Our best receiver, Daniel Jackson. Thank you. Um, everything that we need to finally get over this. It re- it reminds me of the feel to the Wisconsin game last year. I have the Gophers winning 21 to 9. And it's going to be <laughs> No, I I'll stop. 21-9. I got the Gophers winning. How great would it be? We're up 21-9 and PJ runs a fake kneel down end around to try and get more points on them at the end of the game. You know what fake it would be good It'd be a good prop bet to pick like this game has a safety. I think, like out of all the games, I feel like this is a solid game to do it. I might throw some money down on that. Yeah. yeah. All right, we all went golfs, which hey, I I consider that a win. We were able to swing this in an optimistic way, which is great. And now it is time for another thing that's gaining fire: Skyu Pod Parlay of the Week. Us three and one last week. Oh, so close. We had to come together and try and make up a pick because Sam was not here. So we tried to throw one together. <clears throat> Thanks for nothing. Bet with you know, bet bet us whatever you guys call yourselves. Bunch of phonies. I'm just kidding. Only one of the three liked that pick. I just brought it up, uh, so I'll take the blame for that. Three and one. But what are your guys's picks this week, Max? Let's start with you. What is your pick for the Skyupod parlay of the week? So. I just decided like 10 minutes ago what it was going to be because there's a there's a few I like, but none that I love. But if I had to go with what I think is most likely to happen, I've got Penn State minus 19 at Rutgers. Rutgers this year is 0-3 against the spread when they're more than a 10-point dog. Since 2014, Rutgers has never scored more than 10 points against Penn State. And Penn State has beat them by more than 20 points five out of the eight times since 2014. Ooh, I like it. You got a really good team against a really bad team. And Penn St- or Rutgers has had a gauntlet of a schedule. So, Poor guys. Uh, Sam, Sam, you got your pick? Oh, this one messes with my gut. But you know what? I'm going to let it ride, TCU again. The one we should have picked last week. Uh, who they have and what is it? I don't even know this. It's uh, Baylor, and they're only favorited by 2.5. Really? Oh, I love that pick then. My number two. Thank you, Sam. Well, I was going to leave it for someone else because then my next one, uh, I'll, I'll say that. I'll let someone 
So hopefully someone else picks it. Spencer, I'm not going to lie. I actually don't quite have mine yet, so I will let you go uh, if you're ready. Yeah, I can go. I'm just looking for Penn. What time does TCU play? Do you guys know? Oh, I got him here. All right, guys. Um, this was kind of a tough one for me, being that they had a pretty bad loss this past weekend. Um, but I'm looking at the NC State Wolfpack against the Louisville Cardinals. NC State's a four-point dog at Louisville. I got NC State covering. Whoa. All <laughs> right. I can't find my freaking game. Where is it here? I'll find it. I didn't them. see an update, but I did see Spence. I think Louisville might be without their quarterback, too. Like is... it. I read that. I read that on ESPN. They might be, yeah. So, And he's pretty good. That quarterback is pretty good. So He's like their whole offense. And They're... NC State's not bad. They were right. Ah. They've been down, but I think they at least cover four. I found mine, and I had heard that this was the... Okay, gosh. If you absolutely hate it, fine. But your UConn Huskies are going bowling this year, fellas. They are a 10-point dog against Army. Now, it's at Army. 11 a.m. kickoff. Army doesn't score a ton of points. If UConn doesn't win, I'll take them to cover 10 points against Army. That is my pick. UConn plus 10. Sam looks disgusted right now. Not disgusted. I'm just concerned. You know, Kurt, here's the thing. Like, historically, I don't like betting on... I don't like putting hope on bad teams. But if there's one thing I've learned this year, you've been on the bad team side, and they've been doing well. I think of Kansas. (laughs) So maybe you're on to something here. So I will support your decision. I'm all in favor of just going with our picks me too you don't, you, you don't like there's the no, back out switcheroo no there's no point in that overthinking makes me more nervous it. yeah there's no point in overthinking it there's no point in switching it because it doesn't matter it it's it's like flipping a coin so right anyways what i have is penn state minus 19 tcu minus two and a half the wolf pack plus four and the Huskies, plus 10. Two dogs, two favorites. We're in. Wow. I like that 2.5 line. I really do. It's underneath under a whole field goal. Like, ugh. Yeah. TCU's been, like, one of the best teams against the spread, too. I don't – I'm shocked. I don't I don't get the love for Baylor. They just got destroyed yeah. by Kansas State. Not that Kansas State's bad, but – I think they're, like – I feel like the people – like, crap, though, like – just they think TCU is due for a bet like a bad game. Yeah. Can I tell you one I also considered, but I didn't love it because I feel like it's a trap. Is Tulane minus three against SMU? I just feel like that's a trap game. I guess I do too. The uh, one that I also had written down. Well, there was <laughs> there's three more. Well, we'll probably get to them when we maybe we'll right. talk about them. If I don't bring them up, feel free to. But uh, okay, let's get into this. Um, go straight to Saturday. Uh, 11 a.m., guys, you have Illinois at Michigan. Two good teams, a top 25 matchup, number three versus 21. Michigan is an 18-point favorite. Uh, Who do you guys like in this one? Man, that's a lot. Here's the thing. Michigan's been on fire this year, but I think that Illinois will be ready to play. I think they'll give them, like, a good game, a hard-fought game. They might lose by 17, but I don't like 18. So I got to go with that line. I'll go Illinois, too. Illinois, 
they've been tough. They probably, you know, it doesn't look as good after the loss, but light look ahead for Michigan, knowing who's next week, but I'll take the points. That's a good point. Man. Oh, that's what I thought with, and I picked Penn State to cover against them too, and Penn State got destroyed, and I feel like that's just sticking into my mind. Plus, part of me thinks maybe Illinois is trending a little downward, maybe getting a little banged up and wearing down a little bit. 18 is a lot. I'm just going to go Michigan. Going to go Michigan. I don't like that at all, though. Yeah, this one's a tough one, but I'm going Michigan as well. All right. Um, and we have the TCU Baylor game, so I will go past it here. I am looking at Michigan's schedule right now, and I'm looking at that UConn game. Kind of scares me. <laughs> it is Michigan, also, but yeah. Uh, uh, Wisconsin versus Nebraska. This one is in Lincoln, Nebraska. Wisconsin is a 13 point favorite on the road. You guys got in this one. Wisconsin's a 13 point favorite against Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska. I got the husk. You know, I feel like they're due for something. And maybe it's against Wisconsin. I kind of would laugh about that. I don't know. I got Wisconsin, or I got Nebraska. All right. I'm going to Wisconsin because I think they're ticked and want to get bowl eligible, and Leonard wants to do a good job coaching. So, um,. I think they'll beat up a little bit on Nebraska and win closer to like 20-ish going Wisconsin. Oh, this is a rough one. I, I honestly don't know. I, I'm going to go Wisconsin again. I I could just see two touchdowns. I don't know. It's either that or Nebraska, I feel like. Like, then they pull off the upset. I think I go Wisconsin, too. Like you said, Kurt, they're just going to be angry. Yeah. And Nebraska's, I don't even know. <laughs> they're, it's they're, too tough to tell with them. dead. Yeah. All right, we're going to pick this one because it has Big Ten implications. Um, Purdue at, oh, I'm sorry, Purdue hosting Northwestern. Purdue is a 20-point favorite. I got Purdue. Do? I do, because they just, we saw what we did to them. They can probably score more points faster because of just how their offense is constructed. I'm going to go with the Boilermakers. I'm going to take Northwestern in the points, actually, because I have 40 um, let's say sunshine, so maybe no rain. That could change. I'm hoping for some weather with this pick, I guess. But Purdue is an emotional roller coaster of a team. I feel like um, doesn't always show up. Here they've been better at it. I'm just hoping they don't. Let's go Northwestern. Show some pride. Northwestern in the point. I think I gotta go Purdue as well. I I I just don't trust Northwestern. And we saw their quarterback <laughs> just get hurt. I don't know which quarterback it was. I don't know if it really matters, but now that they're down to one less, Purdue at home. Yeah, I'll take Purdue as well. All right. Yeah, I don't think that's a pick. Boiler up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's go for fans. We want them to lose. Unless Iowa. No, we want them to lose. We're going to win. We'll take care of Iowa. All right. Um, gosh, I think this spread, I think both these spreads are interesting. So, but there's big night games, so let's kind of screw. Okay, I'll, I'll just do one of them. Uh, no, we'll do this. Kansas State at West Virginia. Kansas State, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. They just came through big for me last week. West Virginia's tough to figure out because they just lost last week, and I thought they would. No, did they win last week? Um, no, I can't what? remember. One. Two weeks ago, I liked them to cover, and they just lost. Um, so They're kind of tough to figure out. It's a tough place to play. I'm going to go Kansas State. They looked really sharp in that Baylor game. I watched a good amount of it just because, you know, I had them covering. So I'm going to go Kansas State 
does cover the seven and a half against them. I'm on your side too, Kurt. I think Kansas State, you know, they've been looking like they've been improving week after week. Um, so, and I know it's not really football related. I heard that West Virginia just fired their AD, I think. Um, doesn't really affect football, but maybe it will. So I got the Wildcats. Yeah, I'll, I'll say Kansas as well. I got Kansas State. Gosh, there's a lot of, lot of games. Um, let's just get this one because it's Big Ten. Uh, you have Maryland visiting Ohio State. Lost the spread. Son of a gun. Okay, there it is. Ohio State is 27 and a half point. Fa- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ohio State's at Maryland. I might have said that backwards. Uh, Ohio State is 27 and a half point favorites. It says sunny, high of 46, so not terrible weather. Man, I don't know. I think Maryland is actually one of the better Maryland teams of the past few years, but their record doesn't show it. I just never know what quarterback play is going to show up for them there. And it's scary to bet against Ohio State. Um, gosh, I would not put money on this, but I'll take Ohio State to cover that. I got Ohio State, too. They're looking like a team on fire on a mission. Like the Buckeyes. I don't know if I'd have to look at their like head-to-head, but it feels like they just demolish Maryland. Uh, I want to pick Maryland, but I, I'm not going to go against Ohio State. I, I really want to be different here. <laughs> what uh, What's the total in that one, Kurt? Um, if you have it up. Total is 64 and a half. We should do that when we all Ooh. pick the uh, make it something different. Like, just add that. Yeah. Let's go. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. All right, a couple more here. There's big matchups. Uh, 6.30 ABC. The last time this game is on the schedule for the foreseeable future, you have Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. Oklahoma is seven and a half point favorites. Gotta think Gundy and them are going to be coming out ticked off. Even though I don't necessarily think they're trending in the best direction right now. They had a little bit of a bounce back last week. I'm going to take Oklahoma State and the points to cover that seven and a half. Um, I just think yeah. they're going to be angry about everything and wanting to get in one last good rivalry game. So I'm going to take the points there. I'm going to have to agree. Oklahoma, well, both of these teams have been on the honestly. I they was going to be pretty good, but they've kind of had a skid on the second half of the season. But like you said, Kurt, I think that there'll be a team on fire to be able to cover. Cowboys too. I almost that was like my third pick for the for the parlay. Um, just scared me a little bit of why that number is so big. But yeah, it seemed like their skid was when Sanders went out too, but he did come back in last week and won yeah. the game. And it sounds like he's going to be back again. And I don't know, Oklahoma. Oklahoma got a lot of love preseason and just didn't make any sense. I know they're still talented, but this just feels like a, a, a much bigger game for, for Oklahoma State. I'm going to just be different because I'm so sick of us picking the same guys, Oklahoma. <laughs> hey, quick, aren't you surprised? Like, on, on at least, like, talk shows, I feel like they're already counting uh, Venables or whatever as, like, a failed hire. Are we already past the stage where coaches get more than one year? I mean, I get that the transfer portal is a thing now, but it's just like they're like, oh, what a disaster that was. It's like, well, like the half the team left for UFC. I don't really understand. Like, no, that's that's like the worst person to base off one year. You you just got screwed. The coaching staff, like players, everything just blew up on them. Like, no, you got to give that guy like a minimum of four. I, I would say at least three, yeah, at Oklahoma, because Oklahoma will regenerate faster, you would think. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I just thought that was weird, that the talk going around. But They just 
I think especially in down in the South, it's just a whole nother thing. Football is religion. And like, I, I think of like Brian Kelly, like pretty yeah. much like up until that win against, you know, Alabama, people were saying like, I don't know if he's the right hire, blah, 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 whatever, you know? And I think he's a good coach and great coach. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I think everyone's going to get riled up just to get talking and get the media swirling. So I agree. He should have a few years. See if he's a man. I just wonder what you guys thought. Max, you agree? Or you think he's getting the can? He's getting fired. I mean, I think he's definitely lost some games that he shouldn't have. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's too. It's too soon. And he's it's, he's it's, coming it's, as a coordinator too. Like he's never really been a head coach yeah. at a big program. So. It's not like I know it's NFL, but it's not like Urban Meyer just kind of showed up on the scene and then like just all hell broke loose. It's not like that, right. you know. I agree, guys. And then there are two games at the end of the night from the Pac-12. The Pac-12 has been so good at putting out entertaining football this year. You have Utah. Oh, is this the late one? I'm sorry. There's one. No, I'm sorry. I missed the big, big one. It's USC versus UCLA in Pasadena, the Rose Bowl. And UCLA just dropped an absolute turd last week, losing to Arizona. What the heck? I know Arizona's improving, but that had to have been, at least I think, a look ahead. So you got USC coming in as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Just really quick. I think UCLA is going to back bounce back. I trust their trench play a little bit more than USC's. I'm going to take UCLA plus two and a half, and I'm going to take the over 75 and a half points. Jeez. Yeah, I'm going to – you're spot on, Kurt. I think that UCLA's defense is superior to USC's. We were watching that USC-Colorado game last weekend. We could just see, like, their defense is not good. Um UCLA's isn't great either, but these offenses, yeah, it's going to go over 75 probably. Um, it is a rivalry different, but I digress. I've got the Trojans winning this one. Big rivalry game? Yeah, I don't know. I just think that they got it. And and they're covering? Yeah, I think that they're co- they'll cover the points for sure. Right. I think USC as well. Um, I think, I mean, they've still got the playoffs in front of them too, potentially. They need a little bit of help, but... I mean, their season is still in front of them. Um, could be a bounce back for UCLA. Could be just, I don't know if they're going to be dejected or what. But I think either way, I think with the with the total being what it is, it feels like whoever wins is going to win by at least like four or five just because there's going to be so many points. So I think USC wins. So kind of one of those whoever wins covers at this point. I'm doing USC. Yeah, I just I feel like that's a kind of foolish line to give. Too many plays are going to be made to like be just two point five, but uh, oh, yeah. cool. uh, then we got Utah at Oregon, which looking at it, that's a really tough stretch of games for Oregon on the schedule. But um, quality opponents back to back. Oregon is a three point favorite over Utah. I have no idea. Utah's looking solid, right? They beat USC. Everyone just kind of assumed they're back to where their preseason expectations were. And Oregon made some just stupid, stupid decisions last week. So, I don't know. Want Utah? Something tells me Oregon bounces back, though, with another home game. So, I'll take Oregon and the to win by more than three. But, man, I don't know. It's going to be a great game. 
You know, it, it's a tough one for me because the last time we saw these two teams play, man, didn't Utah just beat the brakes off? So I kind of look back at that and I'm like, but it is in Austin at Austin Stadium. Ducks are trying to bounce back. I got the but everyone picked Ducks. Next Ducks. Did you picked go Utah? Utah? Oh, you picked Utah. I'm gonna go with Utah. I don't know. Now he had it picked yet. <laughs> I don't know if Bo Nix is healthy. I think didn't he go out with a knee? Oh, really? I, well, I know he came back into the game, but he's he's banged up. Oh, well, I want Utah. Max just swayed me. I'm going Utah. I'm staying with the duck. All right. I'm going Utah. Sweet. Yeah, Max. Um. Wrong. <laughs> uh. Yeah. All right, guys. That'll do it for another episode of Sky U Pod. Listen, it's it's hate week. Enjoy the buildup. Enjoy the game. Both just got to settle into it. If they can get settled into it and play it like a normal game, I think they'll be okay. It's a very beatable team. The defense you're going against is elite, but guess what? You need to score points to win the game. So that's my message, Gophs. Go out, be physical, see what happens. PJ, got this, man. Sky Umako, Gophs. We'll see you next week.